All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Build Show podcast. That's right, my time weekly to get together with you guys and go deep. And of course, I've got a terrific guest with me today. We probably you probably heard him last week, Steve Basic. We're, we're talking today about education of the future. How does the builder of today get educated? We got a really good episode for you today. I got Steve Basic in the studio. Steve and I both have coming up on 30 years of experience. We got a lot to talk about. Today's build show, Builder Education. Let's get going. All right, guys, before we jump in with Steve, I do want to say a big thanks to our podcast sponsor, Brone. If you're not familiar with these guys, this is a very old product name, a very old company. But, man, they've got some incredible technology, some new and some old. For instance, on a build I've got going now, I've got a Brone dehumidifier. I've got a Brone makeup air system. And I've got a Brone ERV going in. So these guys really make everything in the product category that has anything to do with indoor air quality. And one of the things I really like about Brone in particular is that they they really hit very affordable price points. Uh, you know, that dehumidifier I've got, I've got going on the job, it's a very affordable model. The ERV is much less expensive than some of the other models I've used. And the makeup care, air kit that I've got is frankly just stupid cheap such that I'm shocked when I find out that people aren't doing makeup care because Brone has a solution that's very inexpensive and will actually make sure that your range hood is sucking up how much it needs to because you need that makeup air and Brone's got a solution for you. Of course, you can learn more on their website. Otherwise, let's get going on today's podcast. All right, Steve, we're talking education today. Uh, you and I have, have been in the in the business Actually, have you been doing this for more than three I've decades? I've probably been over, a little over 30 years. Yeah. Okay, so I'm coming up on 30 years. You're just a, a year or two older than me. Yep. How, has, how has the education of builders and enlists and architects for that same matter changed over the decades? Well, at first and foremost, I think the discussion, like the spectrum of the discussion is worldwide now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had social media, you know, messaging with people in Australia or Norway and, and, you know, building some cool details and asking them why would they do that that way. And um, so that's just something that's pretty incredible because, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't do that, Mm -hmm. right? My, My range of knowledge probably went, you know, hundreds of miles. Yeah, that's right. And, and when we started in the business, there was really only two ways to get educated, at least for me anyways. There was my boss and maybe my boss's boss or some version of a corporate trainer. Uh, And then maybe there was a trade publication, uh, which I certainly was a subscriber to. I I started, when I I started my career, I was in a production builder uh, and it was probably two or three years after working for them that I kind of stumbled upon fine home building. But for me, reading fine home building, it felt like such a different world that I almost read it for fun, not because I saw any application to my job. Uh, It just felt like those houses that I was seeing in fine home building were uh, a world away. And and, uh, no disrespect to that publication, because I still read it today and love it. But at the time, it was incredibly New England focused. Uh, And and I felt like, you know, I, I just can't always relate to these 100% cold climate kind of builds and details 
when I was reading it as a Portland, Oregon builder, or then as I was starting my company in the early 2000s down here in Texas. Yeah, or a builder starting out in Phoenix. Like, why am I reading JLC and, you know, things about basements and footings? When yeah. We don't do that here. That's right. Now, what's changed, though? That builder that or architect who's in their young 20s, in effect, you actually have a couple of young architects yep. who work for you yep. that are in that young 20s. How, how do they learn? What's different with that generation? Um, well, I mean, the, the social media and, you know, access on the computer to education is just crazy. And it's personal and business-like, right? I tell everybody, it's like, if I wanted to cook something in the kitchen, I don't buy a cookbook anymore. I just look it up online yeah. and follow Emeril. I get to get taught how to make shrimp scampi by Emeril. By the best chef right? in the world. Yeah. That's pretty great, you know. So when you think about it, um, you know, the same with building. It's like, if, if I want to know say building science, because right. we talk about it all the time, then I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to follow the the 10 best people I think related to building science, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to follow somebody like Building Science Fight Club, and yep. I'm going to read her posts three times on Saturday, Yeah, that's you right. know, when she posts it, because there's free information yeah. that that I can get that I can't get anywhere else. And, and speaking of that free information, uh, you know, when I was the, a young builder, and actually even before I was a builder, I would watch Tom Silva on this old house, and I would get, you know, 30 minutes or so of Tom uh, on a Saturday. But I never really got to see what were the plans that Tom was building off of, what was the budget, what was the insider information. I just got kind of the, for lack of a better term, the TV version of Tom. Right, right. On the other hand, what you're doing on buildshownetwork.com and this brand new series that you've come out with, which is the Build Show Build Boston, you've been taking us through the planning, the decision-making, the architect's perspective, yep. which I would I would say is 100% unique, and I've never seen anybody else do that before online. Yeah, I think it's really important, like you like you said, it's like you can sit there and judge a house. Oh, I hate that house. It looks stupid. You know, you get those kind of comments, but it's like those are people that don't quite understand, um, obviously. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, to understand, and, 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 and honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll confess, when I was a young architect, um, you know, say my first 10 years, you'd sit there and, oh, that architect, that's stupid. Oh, my God, that's ugly. And then the next 10 to say 20 years, you sat there and you began to realize why some of those things happen. Mm. Because maybe there's a budget. Maybe the builder chose to do it that way. Maybe the homeowner pushed for that look. And those things happen. So, you know, it's real easy to sit there at the bottom looking up and say, oh my God, that's, yeah, that's stupid and this and that. But when you're the one calling the shots, Right. When you're the one calling the play, now yep. you're taking responsibility. It's a different game plan. Yeah, that's right. And and you really have to begin to understand, well, what am I doing? And then, you know, that 20 to 30 years, that's where you gain the wisdom of understand. You like you understand in the years 10 to 20, but 20 to 30 is where I start putting that understanding to use. Yeah. And I put it into effect and say, okay, this worked really well. How can I make that even better? Yep. Right. And, and always kind of regurgitating and reevaluating everything we did to get to the best outcome. 
and you know, education is, I mean, I, I go online and I go through Instagram and I check out the people that I check out and I read the stuff that I, I find intriguing. Um, you know, there's somewhat of a filter cause there's a lot of people that like want to put up their pretty picture and I'm not into, Hey, that's a beautiful kitchen. Yeah. It's like, put up something about, Hey, I had this discussion with a homeowner about kitchen cabinets mm -hmm. and that, and tell me the story. Yeah, be like, useful to me. I want to walk away from reading that one paragraph with, you know, I never thought about that or I was never in that situation. That's good to know. Yeah. Or I have been in that situation. It's great to see somebody else did what I did. Yep. So you get reaffirmed or you sit there and say, yeah, I was in that decision or in that situation. Boy, did I make the wrong idea. This is far better. Yeah. And I learned something. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how this is kind of a side note, but it's interesting how social media uh, is kind of divided among accounts that I follow uh, maybe for personal reasons or just for pretty pictures versus accounts I follow because I, they're a real person. They want to have a real discussion or I have something to learn from them. Uh, and it doesn't take me very long to scroll through someone's feed to know what ca which category someone's going to fit in. Right. And, and I think the reason why uh, you and I have been successful is because we've anything we've done when it comes to social media has been giving back has been interested in teaching and educating and showing a problem or an issue that we've right. had and here's how we solved it, rather than just advertising uh, why we're the best and you should use my services. Right. Uh, and I think that people that use social media to be an advertisement platform are pretty disappointed pretty quickly in that it's not producing results. Whereas people, out there like you and I and a lot of our friends that are using social media, Instagram in particular, I'm thinking, uh, are doing it to share their experiences, to share their uh, their wins and their losses. They find out that that turns into a pretty incredible advertising in yeah. that our clients are also watching those. Our clients get to know us a little bit personally. And then when a client comes to you, I bet you've had more than one meeting where people are like, oh my gosh, Steve, it's so great to finally meet you. And you're there you're like, now how do I know you again? You're acting like you're my long lost brother. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. And what's, what's interesting about Instagram is like the builders and architects, they usually have a handle that has their name in it. So you like, you know that it's like JT builders yeah, or whatever. Yeah. The homeowners don't, yeah, right? It's just right. like Susie 8241. <laughs> and it's like, so I have all these people that are following me that are like in, in talking with my clients. They're like, oh, yeah, well, I follow all your stuff. And I was like, who are you on Instagram? And uh, I look at it and she's like, oh, I'm Susie 8241. And it's like, uh, and her yeah. name's not even Sue, right? It's like, that's my daughter's <laughs> name or something or my mom's name. My I just use name. it. Yeah. And, and so we're, I find out that they're actually following me. And the, the thing that I, I find extremely intriguing, I have a couple clients that are like CEOs of like hundreds of millions of dollars company. Uh -huh. And, and I just in the conversation, I was like, so how did you, oh, I follow you on Instagram. I, you're every like, morning really? I wake up and I, Crazy. I flip through and I, I see what you're posting and, and it's like, Okay, great. Crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. He's it's interested like, in what Big Red has to he's, say he's, today. He's interested. So uh, I, I I find that all the time. But but the, I think the important thing and that a lot of people miss is that social media is the opportunity to have a discussion yeah. worldwide. Yeah. 
right? I can post something and I don't care if you challenge me. I, I welcome the challenge mm -hmm. because the challenge makes me rethink it and provide a defense. And somewhere in our interaction, we're going to come out, both of us are going to come out on top. Yeah. And we're going to, we're either going to figure out your ways better than mine, or yeah. I learn something or you learn something, yeah. whatever the case is. But when you just come on and say, yeah, that's a stupid idea. I, I immediately reply. Yeah. Kind of like your comment. It's <laughs> a pretty stupid comment. Right, it's a pretty stupid comment. Like there's no legitimacy to it. Yeah. And then chances are, if you go and you look at it, they have like 21 followers and they've been on Instagram two weeks. Right. right? Exactly. So, but but for those that really care, and, and it, what's interesting is for as, as much as I do on the Instagram feed, I literally get like hundreds of messages. Yeah. Hey, Steve, I'm a builder up here in Utah. What do I do I'm, this? I'm, I'm doing this. Do you think that's okay? Uh -huh. The architect wants me to do this. Have you ever used this wow. material? Hey, Steve, have you ever done this? Um, and, uh, and I try and help, I mean, I apologize if someone's out there that sent me a message that I didn't get to, I, I'm sorry, but there's, it's overwhelming. I could make it a full-time job if yeah, I charged a dollar an answer. You'd probably do well. Right. Yeah. I'd probably do well. Um, but, uh, but, but it, but no one would have access to me Yeah. yeah. if, if it that's wasn't right. for Instagram. And, and that's, I think what's so unique about this age we're living in though, is that access to you is is maybe yes it's messages but it's also the fact that steve like on build show build boston you've got episodes that are 30 45 minutes of focused time with you that i can see exactly what you're thinking you're showing me the detail you're going through the why of the detail not just here's how to do it but here's why i did it now follow my pen here's where the continuity is here's where the load path is here's where we're air sealing you're really showing things that people have not ever gotten unless it was sitting next to their mentor at the architect's yeah. office before. And that's what's so unique, I think, about what you're doing, uh, certainly on Build Show Build Boston, but also on a weekly basis. On you know, it's interesting. I, and, and I, you know, a lot of people do it. I try and be respectful. I go through, like when we shoot a YouTube video, you post it. I go through and I read all the comments and I reply to the ones that are legitimate. And the, the illegitimate ones I reply to too, but not in a good way. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the legitimate ones I reply to. But I also take note of, okay, what is the industry asking here? Like mm -hmm. we, we posted some stuff and people didn't, I, I got a feeling like they didn't quite understand structural loading. So this, last night I shot a video to, to send to Austin to be edited for an upcoming Friday video that was just calculating the load that goes down into a concrete footing. Oh, that's fantastic. Just to get an understanding yeah. of, because people don't know, is it no. 30,000 pounds that's going into that footing? No, or is know. it 780 pounds per linear foot yeah. that's going into that? Yeah, they don't know. Right, they don't know. And they don't understand that the beam down the center is actually taking half the load and the footing only takes a quarter of the load, mm -hmm. right? So, so I called it just, you know, concrete footing basics. But again, it's, it's that discussion. The, the industry was had a whole bunch of questions. Me being the the, the teacher for the moment mm -hmm. or the educator, I do a video that responds to what I don't think is sufficient knowledge. So yeah. now we can have a discussion. You want to come back at me and say, hey, I watched that video and why did you do this or why did you do that? Um, 
then you know it, it it again creates that discussion and it makes us better and you know you you know i you, you mentioned that i put out information the whole reason i put out information is because years ago I, I read this small article and it, it was talking about how the mind can't move on unless i get rid of the crap i'm storing hmm. right so if i if i sit down with big red and i show you a window detail that's water under the bridge. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Now I have to rethink that detail and mm -hmm. it forces me to come up with what is the next generation of that detail huh. and mix it with the new materials because I, I'm not holding my cards. The architect or builder that holds their secrets yeah. close, yeah. They, they, they don't have any room to think anymore or any reason to think That's anymore. Right. They think they're done. They think they're done. Like I, I solved it. You know, it's an interesting point. Uh, that you make, which is you and I both have been pretty giving online, but I think there's actually a whole community of people that are pretty like-minded on Instagram. Uh, they may not have the, the size of following that you and I have, but I'd be willing to bet that if someone listening to this podcast follows a dozen builders uh, that are like-minded or doesn't, there probably aren't a dozen architects, but a dozen builders, architects that are like-minded, and they see a they see a detail. They have a question. If they reached out to, to a dozen people, about ten would reply, and would help them. And that's pretty interesting slash cool about the day and age we're living mm -hmm. in. Fifteen years ago, seventeen years ago, when I started my company, there was no social media. There's we were using email, and that was about it. Which means there's nobody to talk to. That's exactly what I was going to say. And, and the only way that I could find people to talk to was I joined my local HBA, Home Builders Association, and we had a custom builders council. And you probably know some of these guys, but like Tim Hill was on the custom builders yep. council. Ray Tonjes was on the council, uh, a guy named Joel Katz. Uh, and those three guys in particular are about 15 years older than me. They're in their mid-60s. So here I am, this young, early 30s builder. They're in the prime of their career, their early 50s. They've done it all. They've seen it all. They've built the $20 million house. They, right. they know what to do. They've had good clients, crappy clients. <laughs> They've had lawsuits. They've had the, the whole shebang. And so this young builder, all I had the opportunity was on a monthly basis to see them and say, hey, Ray, I got this issue with a client or I've got such and such with my contract. What do you recommend? What have you done? What, what can you tell me? I had very limited amounts of time, whereas today that same 32 year old Matt or Steve can get online. And there's a whole host of people besides us, because we can't answer every question that are willing to help. Uh, and I think that's a pretty amazing part about this 2023 year. Uh, that's really a unique point of history that that sharing of knowledge has gotten to the point where it's so available for people. All they need to do is seek it out. And what's interesting for, for me personally, and, and you had mentioned before, my, uh, both my son and daughter work with me, and, and I, we've talked about it in the office. You know, when I, when I sit there, um, and, I, and, and part of this comes from, Jake is going to laugh at this, but I read this book called One. That I, I'll, I'll give you the information on it. I don't know the book. It's, it's just basically focused. His basic premise is multitasking is a fiasco. Don't do it. <laughs> just do just one thing. focus on one thing. So in reading this book, I asked myself, okay, for my business, what is that one thing? Mm -hmm. Right? So I came up with to design architecturally significant projects. Now, what does that mean? 
Well, to me, what it means is I'm not looking to get on the cover of Architectural Digest. An architecturally significant project is something that is pushing the envelope to drive some discussion via media, um, video, an article in Fine Home Building, um, a presentation at Fine Home Building Crossroads, but to do projects that allow me to think and push the envelope mm-hmm. and become a significant part of the industry's discussion. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you are the most significant architect in America today, Steve, and you Thank are you. driving that discussion. And uh, it, it's kind of ridiculous. I hope you don't mind me uh, sharing this, mm-hmm. that I heard that your presentation for the AIA convention that you uh, submitted with Peter Yost was not approved. <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want the rant. Uh, we don't need to bash the no, AIA. No, no. But I think it's really interesting that, for instance, you're the only architect on the Build Show Network. This is uh, a few tradespeople, a few builders, and one single architect. And for me, you're that lone voice out there in the wilderness <laughs> saying, look, we can design better and better build houses start with better designed houses. Yes. And one thing that I think is so unique about you is you build houses all over the country and yet you're intimately involved with them uh, such that a lot of times when you come to Austin, you're not here for me. You're here for the build that you've yeah, got Yeah, I'm going, going out tonight with a client. In Austin. For dinner yeah. in Austin. Because Those are great just, clients. Hey, you're going to be in town. Yeah, we got to go out to dinner. And so we'll, we'll have a like a nice social. So it is, you know, and that's what I love about what I do is that I can kind of socially integrate my work with life. I mean, I don't look at what I do as work. I love it. It's it's it, for me. It's all life. It's like I'm on. I'm not on vacation, but I'm just away from home doing yeah. whatever I do. And, and as an example of that, which I think shows your power, is for instance that build here that's in Austin. That's not a Reisinger build. That's a builder who's a fine builder, but isn't like a big social media presence. Isn't a big nationally known expert. I don't know in if X, you y, know, but he's a good friend of yours. He's Potentially. A good, he's a good, I don't know him that well. No, oh, you do know him that well. That's my point. <laughs> so that's who we're talking to. Uh, One of your better friends down okay, here. Okay, there you go. So. And then, you know, for instance, the Build Show Build Boston house you got going on. That's a young, what I would consider a younger builder. He's not young, yep. but uh, that now you're on your second build with him. And in talking with him, I mean, you've detailed your plan so well that now he's taking your same good details and using that on his other bills that are non-Steve basic yeah. jobs. And I think that's really the power of what you've had um, to share on Build Show Network. And frankly, you shared it even with me personally. Uh, I ended up using, when I built my house, a local architect because I was worried about yeah. local codes and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, sh- I should have, uh, in the end, I should have used you for the whole thing. Nope. <laughs> that was my mistake. But... The things that I learned from you or that I learned from you on a, on a weekly basis, I'm implementing those on all my jobs with all kinds of different architects. And so I'm so thankful that you're willing to share those quote unquote and, trade secrets. And I think the industry, like we need to, we need to understand how to have that discussion because I get some people that just, oh, that's a dumb idea. Well, that's because you really haven't considered what we're doing. You haven't considered the reasons that those decisions came to that solution. And, you know, again, I I, I tell everybody, um, I say Joe, Joe Stebrick, like I, he was not just a mentor in building science. 
Joe is probably one of the best information transfer mentors that I know. That's for sure. Right. He gives it freely. Yep. Um, and, and he's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Everything hands, on buildingscience.com is free. Yeah. It's all free. Yep. It's, it's there for the taking Joe, like he, 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 I, I'm sorry, Betsy, but he would get in trouble in the office. Cause he'd get on a phone call for an hour and a half with somebody <laughs> in Wyoming solving their insulation moisture problem and betsy's downstairs saying joe we're not getting paid for that yeah you know but but joe didn't care joe's primary concern was driver information yeah i'm a smart guy but i became a smart guy because other smart guys taught me that's right and that information isn't mine it's my moral responsibility as a smart guy to pass that information downstream that's pretty awesome. And that's all I'm doing. I'm just hoping that Joe looks back and say, I taught him well. That's right. And let's challenge our listeners, Steve, to do the same thing. Because I, I suspect we have listeners that are 60-year-old builders or 60-year-old architects as well as 25-year-old yeah. builders and 25-year-old architects. I'm going to challenge you guys to mentor that next generation behind you as well. Even if that's you know the architect in the cubicle next door, take what you've learned from Steve on one of his videos from the Build Show Build Boston series, and show your friends that, show your colleagues that, share that with the builder across town that uh, that you're having lunch with today, because that really does make a difference. And I've always said a rising tide floats all boats. I love it when I see builders in my market that I compete against with getting better and better. And I would tell you, incidentally, I think Austin is one of the best building markets uh, in America because we have so many good builders here. And when I find out that a client didn't go with me and went with uh, somebody that I know that's doing a good job, I'm happy. I mean, there's plenty of business business, uh, out there. And, you know, when, when I know they've gone with another builder who gets the details, that has good water management, that cares about air sealing, uh, that's doing a good job with indoor air quality, it makes me happy to know that we've got more and more houses that are well-built going in this country every single day. Yeah, and you you know, you bring up a good point because there's the young architect, okay, share that, or young builder, but put up a post and say, hey, I'm a young framer, this is what I'm doing, what do you guys think? That's a great idea. Right, and and then tag somebody like Awesome Framers or Chevcon or, yep. or Ben Morton, anything framing, I tag those three guys. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm hoping that they're gonna come back and say, hey, Steve, that was a great idea, or that was a great idea, but- You could do this better. You could do this like this. Last time we did that, yeah. we thought of this. That's and right. it's like, oh, wow, I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind now that's right. until I talked to you about it. There is just such a wealth of knowledge out there that it's it's okay for a youngster that doesn't know what they're talking about to put something up and ask for help. That's yeah. it, it's social media is the root cause and and yeah you're going to get some people that are going to bash you and if I see it I'll come to your defense in a heartbeat. Um, I don't have a problem with that, but we can't have a discussion if you're not willing to sit at the table yep. and we all need to sit at the table whether you're an architect for one year or 30 years like myself i i respect you when you sit at the table if you come with legitimate conversation yeah that's right so. can i quote one of my favorite architects real quick for you go ahead buddy uh this is one of my favorite architects he says it's not that high performance houses cost too much 
It's that our idea of a fairly priced new home is based on a history of building houses that meet embarrassingly low performance benchmarks. And our topic today was education. And on this on this particular topic, I want to say, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast are the generation of builders and architects that are going to change that, Steve. Right. That this quote of yours will seem dumb in 20 years because people are like, what are you talking about? Our, our benchmarks are really high. Like, we're building right. amazing houses. Right. And I really do see that tide changing. And I'm hoping that this uh, quote of yours that I come back to all the time will feel uh, old-timey yep. in 20 years because we're building better and better. I, and it's I because so. uh, of you and our amazing contributors on, on BuildShare Network sharing uh, their story, sharing their journey, sharing their details, and sharing how they do it. And my hope is that that quote generates the next five quotes that take us through the next 40 years. Yeah, that's right. right? That someone thinks about it and says, hey, Steve, we're there, but let me think about this a little further in, in what we're doing here. And it's, it's really about having that discussion, but you have to bring the right perspective that not everybody, one of, one of my other ones that I say now is, you know, people say, "Oh, wow, that's a great idea, Steve." It's like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not the teacher. We're all in this discussion. We're all on the learning curve. We're mm -hmm. just sitting in different seats. That's right. Right. Some of us are a little further ahead because we had some time or experience or whatever um, association with somebody that got us there. But we're all on the learning curve. Yep. Every day I go out to a job, I learn something. Sometimes I'm shaking my head and say, I can't believe we just did that. Um, um, and we just we just had that on a job where we walked, I walked out and I go, are you kidding me? Why are we doing that? That is not what the plan was. But anyways, um, it's, it's you know, we, we have to always walk around with our eyes and ears open. And then we have to be willing to open our mouths every once in a while and share that information. That's right. And, and I would agree with you that every day there's something to be learned out there. No matter how old and gray you are, I feel like every day I still learn something new. And it's one of the things I frankly love about our industry is that it's not static. You don't reach this plateau where you're like, oh, there's really nothing else I could do differently on these houses or learn to do better. Uh, I really make it a benchmark for me to be to build every house a little better than the last one. And that doesn't mean the houses I built five or 10 years ago were crappy. It means that I'm building every house a little better such that as we continue this journey together, uh, along with you, our listeners out there, we're gonna be building better and better houses in America, houses that are more durable, that are more comfortable, that are more resilient, that are more able to withstand the crazy extremes of weather that we get out there. They're gonna be able to withstand power outages and grid failures and all these other things that are happening to us out there on a daily and weekly basis. And anecdotally, I feel like that's really, really happening in our industry, Steve. Right. There is a tidal wave of builders that are building better, and I'm hoping architects, too, that are designing better. You know, and it's it's also interesting that not only can you come to the table, but I think architects need to not just talk to other architects. Builders don't just need to talk to other builders. Um, I The beauty of that kind of animosity of builder-architect, I think we've kind of put that to bed we have. today. Yeah, it feels like it to like me. From like 20, 30 years ago, oh, he's just an architect, what the hell is he? No, he doesn't know how to build a house. Yep. No, that's not true. And I make a point on every project. I go out, I talk on Build Show Build Boston, I talk to the concrete guy. I pull him aside and I say, hey, the drawings worked out. Is there anything I should have added to the drawings oh, that would have so made good. your job? That's so smart. Right. Is, is there something that makes your job easier? Uh, is there something that wasn't there 
Um, and you know, and this is where I pick up little tidbits of, hey, if you put diagonals in, then I don't have to do the math. I can just look at it and know that from that corner to that corner is 116 feet, four and seven eighths. And then I'm and square. Then I'm square. <laughs> so I know that, you know, and, or the framer, I've climbed up and the framer's like, what are you doing up here? And I was like, I'm just, you know, is there anything like in my framing plans? Like, That's is there awesome. a wish? Like, should I have put information? One of the things I got from a foundation guy, he's like, you know, architects always want to put their building sections and details on another sheet. Can you just give me the foundation detail on the foundation plan sheet? Yep. That way there, the guy, the builder can just print out one sheet. That's right. And give it to me. And I, after that guy told me that probably 10, 12 years ago, Every set of drawings we send out, That's we awesome. have a foundation. There's a foundation wall section of just him. It doesn't have the insulation That's under great. the slab, nothing. It just talks about the wall, the rebar, the heights, the information that he needs. You know, by the way, printing's darned expensive. I don't know if you've uh, seen your printing bills lately. Yeah, I know yeah. the builders in the audience know. Man, my Miller Blueprint costs are high every month. So if yes. I didn't have to print those extra pages, that's real dollars in my pocket. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And, that's and a great tip. And putting the right information. I see, I see other people, you know, send me plans and, and with questions and stuff, and I look at it and I go, yeah, there's a whole bunch of information here, but that's kind of fluffing the drawings. Like, And there's a real danger in that as the builder because now the builder has to sift through this. Mm -hmm. And there might be a 1,000 words on the page, and he only needs 10 of them. Yep. And it's finding those 10 that matter or yeah. those 10 dimensions. That's right. And, and uh, so we need to have those conversations with the builder and the plumber. And sometimes I like to play games. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I can kind of pass – myself off as a contractor I, I walked out to this one job and i and i knew the guy was the uh, concrete uh subcontractor so i walked out and i stand up next to the wall it's like how you doing it's like hey how are you and uh, i was like hey everything going good out here and he's like oh yeah yeah he's like what are you the framer and and, and i'm just i said okay i'm gonna mess with this guy i don't even know him, but i'm gonna mess with him i'm like no and i just keep looking like in into the sky and he's like oh what are you the plumber and i was like no <laughs> He's like, are you the excavator? And I was like, no. He goes, all right, who the F are you already? He goes off on me. And I said, I'm the architect. He goes, really? He's like, why are you here? And I, like, I just like to stop by my jobs. I like to see what people are doing because awesome. it's not even about the conversation. It's if I go out to the job and I see, hey, what they're doing. Like we did this ICF project and I noticed on all the scaffolding, the number five bar was laying on there. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Then it hit me. He goes, they didn't install it yet because they couldn't get the elephant trunk into the ICF block oh, if they put the number five bar. But they don't want to have to go get it later. Right. So all the number five bars are on the scaffolding here. Ready so it go. just helps me to understand, like, how are these guys working? How are these guys thinking? That's awesome. And it makes my job better. And it makes, if I make their job better, then we become better. That's fantastic. If you know of an architect who's not following Steve's videos, uh, Steve is giving away the architect's uh, secrets every single week on buildshownetwork.com. And we mentioned earlier, but this Build Show Build Boston series that we're now on, I don't know where we'll be when this publishes, let's say episode five or six, yeah. Steve's really shooting these videos from the architect's perspective. What was the design intent? Uh, why did we use this detail here? It's content you're not going to find 
anywhere else published by anybody else. Steve, you're a true gem, my friend. Thank you for all you Trying. do to elevate our industry. And you can also follow Steve, by the way, if you don't know it, on Instagram. He's publishing yep. almost every single day at Stephen Basic Architect uh, on Instagram. And Jake and Peter, his two buddies, they uh, shoot a podcast on a regular basis called the Unbuild It Podcast. Uh, that you can find on all the usual podcast locations, as well as the YouTubes, I believe, as well. Yes, yeah, we publish on YouTube, so you can see all the antics. So those guys trying to beat me up, but I fight back. <laughs> Steve, thanks for joining me on this topic, guys. Uh, thank you for your support out there. And uh, if you're not currently a subscriber, guys, hit that subscribe button below. You know we've got new content here every Friday on our podcast, Season 3 now. Follow us on TikTok or Instagram. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Oh! Build Show Podcast.